How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn, so if you like the show and you want to listen to episodes the day they come out, that's every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're about to hear the episode where I interview Thomas Edison, played by comedian Michael Wolf, and Sappho, played by comedian Rebecca Robles. But before we get to all of that, um, I just want to remind everyone out there that my book is coming out very soon, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It's 150 pages of me making fun of Kellyanne Conway, who is Trump's official advisor and one of the news pundits. She's always popping up and defending him and... Uh, sounded like a crazy person. That is my book. He's just making fun of her the entire time. Uh, it's super funny, and it's available for pre-order right now. It officially comes out on August 22nd, but if you want an advanced copy, you can come to the book launch show on August 7th at the Magnet Theater at 7.30 p.m. The show costs $10, and for that, you get a copy of the book and free beer and admission to the show, which features me and some other awesome stand-up comedians. That's August 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. You can find out more about that on the Magnet Theater's website or on my website, jarrettberenstein.com. I hope you will check out that and the Kellyanne Conway technique written by yours truly, Jared Berenstein. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Sappho and Thomas Edison only on Famous Dead People. Famous dead people. It's time. Famous dead people. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear vocal from even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are American inventor and businessman Thomas Edison and archaic Greek from the island of Lesbos, poet. From 600 BC, Sappho. Mr. Edison, Ms. Sappho, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Yeah, of course. It's great to be here. Oh, it's super great. It's so hot outside. It's that nice is to take a break. a very <laughs> curious accent, Sappho. Oh, we'll get there. We'll I really totally th- get there. Okay, I really thought you were going to sound different, but... <laughs> it's an island accent. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's, it's one island. Thank, sure. Thank you, yeah. Definitely. Um, so <laughs> I'd like to actually start with you, Sappho, if that's all right. Um, so there's a, lo- a lot of the, okay. the biographical material that we have of your life is from your poetry, but it's assumed <laughs> that like some of that was poetic and maybe like not 100% true. Is that fair to say? Or would you view your poetry as being an accurate historical portrayal of your life? Oh, I think I have nothing to hide. So it's super accurate. You know, if I say whatever I say is me Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm very like, if I like read me a line, do you have a line from one of my poems? Oh, absolutely. You know, it should be pretty easy to pull Pull up up your favorite, your favorite Sappho poem. Okay. Well, the thing is, (laughs) I I love your poems. (laughs) So, Mr. Edison, you are a fan of um, of uh, Sappho. You've uh, you've had oh, experience. Yeah. No, I like poetry in general. It's just a great way for me to like uh, relax at the end of a day. Totally. Mm. Oh, wonderful, yeah, but Sappho. You got some really great stuff. Would uh, you? I mean, would you favor sure. us with yeah, like, maybe one of my favorite, favorite lines? Favorite yeah. line of please, Sappho. Please. Uh, okay, here we go. I believe this is from Quartet Four. <laughs> uh, okay. Dimensions of a Rose. Oh. Dimensions of a Rose. Uh, this is just that from is my me. mind. Have to Google to that. Fair, I'm very smart. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> As it falls, the petal twirling, I sit here, my tea is swirling. Tea is swirling. In mm. front of me, the ocean's blue. 
hanging out with just you. Ah, oh, just you. Thanks for coming over, Sandy. <laughs> yeah, and I was referring. Thank you so much. I was refer- my hey, best friend you. Sandy. Mm-hmm. You know, just come over. She just come over. We met um, in a meetup. That group. was nice of you to then just write a poem about. How, Thanks for coming over, how Sandy. Your friend just came over. Yeah, that's interesting. Is that how you viewed your poetry? Like as almost like a like a like a catch all gift you could give to somebody like anniversary party birthday party yes you know. it was like it just made life so much easier to just sort mm-hmm. of like take my talent and just use it as presence yeah well see, know, here's to... the thing is that a lot of your poetry you know you you will sometimes like you know mention fantastical things like mm. gods or goddesses and you know right. um of course there's the famous fairy man who got the potion that right. made him young and beautiful there's there's Sandy. There's Sandy. Sandy. Oh, thank God for... Hello, Sandy, if you're listening. All right. And so and so you're saying that that is 100% accurate, that those are things that you experienced in your life were interactions with gods and goddesses and, and things that we would consider fantastical now. Is that fair? Um. Yes, completely, yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's not a lot of us left left around today, but like... What do you yeah. mean not a lot of you left around today? Well, like gods and goddesses and stuff, but like... Um, oh, interesting. I mostly want to get back to like... Uh, my friend and I, Sandy, you know, we spent most of our time like building fish tanks together. Wait, so you had a so this friend of yours, Sandy, who you wrote mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Edison's favorite Sappho poem. Yes, uh, uh, the one that was mentioned in that about poem the, about the rose. About the yeah. rose, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you used to make fish tanks with this yes, woman. Yes, for dentist right? office. For dentist for dent- offices. For, for ancient Reckon yes. dentist office. I mean, when you're a very creative mind, Thomas, I'm sure you would understand. When you're a very creative oh, yeah. mind, mm-hmm. you need a break from, like, the creativity. So definitely, I just kind of wanted, definitely. like, a, tr- a layman's job. So Sandy was, like, a little bit gruff. And, like, she really showed me, like, anyway. So together we would do we would do fish tanks for dental offices. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really nice. It was a nice break. That was the way that you would unwind. Totally. That's okay. how I would unwind. You can't just write poems all day. No. Sometimes you've got to take a break from that petty <laughs> stuff and just make yeah. a fish tank. Thank you, Thomas. Sandy. You understand. You understand. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that, you know, like the way that you approached inventing, you mm. know, like was maybe uh, a, a creative passion or maybe that would be more technical. I don't know. Like like my roommate is a computer programmer, and wow. he hates cooking because he doesn't like like the specifics of it and the rigidity of it. Whereas I like cooking because it, I, I view the creative world as being so open and free, and, and cooking to be much more structured. And so, like that's what I do to relax. You know what I mean? Totally. Were there so? How would you look at engineering and and uh, inventing? Yeah. Is it is it more? Structured or was it more creative? Yeah, I mean, for me, I just really would uh, get invited to a lot of parties and not have anything to talk about. So mm. I found if I invented stuff, uh, it was easier for people to be like, yo, what do you do? What do you do? And I'd be like, hey, you see that uh, lit up room over there? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> you, uh, you would point to a room that was illuminated yeah. and you would say, I did that. Yeah, I was fa- one- Famously, I invented the light bulb. It's one of my big things. Did what? you ever sign bulbs for people? Oh, yeah. Ooh, my, well, my oh. middle name's Watt. So. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's how you got to it. So I, the number of watts is how much I oh. like it. And then um, for fun, that's what I do like all day long. And then uh, at the end of the day, when I want to unwind, I break dance. <laughs> so you bre- so break dancing was your getting away from the technical rigor of inventing things was uh-huh. break dancing. Yeah, it's just sort of a way to like cut loose. No more you of that sound... cerebral stuff. I can just sort of like uh, be myself, you be know, yourself. be in my body. I can understand that. Uh-huh. You sound like you're 
seconds away from like an enormous yawn. <laughs> you know what it is? I had a thick soup for lunch. Oh, I had yum. a chowder. Those can be really exhausting to eat like rich foods like that. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to burst. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like make yourself comfortable if you want to undo your, uh, you know, your belt. I'll you know? just lie down. Yeah, just lie down. We cool. can move that mic really yeah. close to your face over there. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So are you comfortable now, Mr. Edison? Yeah, pretty good. Okay, so I'd love to ask you um, a couple of questions. So we, you ushered in what we would consider to be like the modern industrial area. You pioneered so many practices that led to the life that we're living today. Did you Uh ever imagine the technology that you started with, the rudimentary technology that you started with, would eventually lead to things like, you know, computers and smartphones to go from the phonograph and the light bulb to something like the smartphone? Did you ever in your wildest dreams see see that progression? Uh Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, pretty much one-to-one. I was aiming for the phonograph. uh, That's what, like, the scientists called it. I called it an iPod. uh, I'm sorry. You called the phonograph an iPod. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because it was eyes. Okay. I made it. And then it was little pods of music. Mm. And uh, that's in my mind. I was just like, I'm going to make a little thing you can carry around and listen to all your Bach on. You know? <laughs> you know, I had an listen iPod. To, listen to all your Bach. I yeah. The composer Bach. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You guys like Bach, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Bach. Bach yeah. freaking rock. That's what I say. Bach it definitely rocks. feels weird, you know. I, I mean, I'm sure that, like, in the time that you were alive, like, Bach was what we would consider, like, you know, Chance the Rapper or, you well, know. Well, I don't know about Miley that. Miley Cyrus or oh, something. Oh, I don't know, you know? about that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like a one-to-one comparison, but, you know, it's not a perfect analogy. I'm just saying it's similar. Who you was know? the guy who did all those, like, American, uh, not waltzes, who it was like composed like ragtimes for marching bands. Are you thinking of John Philip Sousa? I hate that guy. <laughs> oh. Hey, listen, just because you got 30 trumpets and a big old tuba doesn't mean you're cool, man. I had no idea that you had this intense hatred yeah, for John Sousa Philip Sousa. Sucks. He's too loud. <laughs> it's know, annoying when something's just blaringly loud, you know? I Talk really like um, Miley. Speaking of Miley, mm-hmm. Miley has a brand new song. And okay. she's um, a brand new song called Malibu. And Malibu. it's about Chris Hemsworth and how he like taught her how to surf. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so anyway. Ooh, I wonder if they had a thing, the two of them. Oh, they're right? engaged, Jerry. Oh, they are? Yes. Well, hey, I... uh, hey, Jerry, why don't you uh, read the news? <laughs> yeah. Why are you so busy talking to us famous people? You boy, know, like, oh boy. I'm a little upset. I don't know whose hands I'm in here. There are so <laughs> many things I did. I just learned that Miley Cyrus and Chris Hemsworth are engaged to be married. Is that oh, right? Well, they were actually engaged three years ago, and three? then they broke up. And oh. then that's when she had her big album okay. with the Wrecking Ball about the breakup. Oh, that was about that? Oh, my and God. And then they saw other people and stuff, and then... Um, and she got really involved in like the human rights campaign, which is so wonderful. Yeah. And yeah then anyway, then they uh, now they're back together. This is one I, I learned that, and I learned that Thomas Edison has this intense uh, hatred. Would you say rivalry with John Philip Sousa? Like, does he also feel the same way about you? Yeah, he uh, he wanted to be like as popular as I was for inventions for music, and mm-hmm. we were always trying to one up each other. Really? Uh-huh. Wow, that's interesting. But I actually have two questions for Sappho. Okay. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. One. Hmm. Do you think Miley would have fun on the island of Lesbos? <laughs> Absolutely. She seems like a real party animal in a fun way. You know, she seems open-minded, uh, and that's really mm. what we're all about. Well, yeah. there was that that video. I'm not trying to, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how you influenced what we now think about the word Lesbos because of, uh-huh. where, you, because of where you were from. Um, but, you know, there was also... Uh, Spit it out. Not a lot of historical evidence to back it up. Like, like we think of, like, the island uh-huh. of Lesbos just being, like, 
you know, like an Amazonian, uh, you know. Uh, you saw uh, Wonder Woman. I did see Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, like I can a little tell. Bit, a little bit like that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, two thumbs up. Uh, but he's getting that, all flush. But that's not historically accurate, isn't correct. that correct? No. That Lesbos no, was just no, a, no. A, it was just a regular old island filled with you know men yeah. and women. Okay, maybe it's too early to say this, but Uh-oh. I can't hold it in anymore. Oh my goodness! I stammered around. I stammered around up top when you were asking about gods and goddesses because uh-huh. the truth is, you know, there's no such thing as gods and goddesses. <gasps> it's kind oh of just God. parade. It's more just like you know putting on a costume sort of thing and oh, like providing okay. entertainment for the day. Like we hmm. were like the they were like the Us Weekly of today, just sort of entertainment. Interesting. Anyway, okay. you know, we all know there's no other side. Anyway, wait. There's no other side to like the, the the world. Like there's no afterlife. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. I mean no. Yeah, we all know that. And no gods and goddesses. It's more you know. Okay. Well, I would. I, I uh, we're gonna get into that a little bit more. <laughs> That's uh, just a taste going of what's forward. to come. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. That, that'll really. Uh, you know, illuminate some of the other questions I have for you. Second but... part of my question. <laughs> okay, great. Do you guys think it would be fun to rank the Hemsworths? I mean, oh. it's just the two of them. Yeah, right? oh, you're way off, buddy. I think there's three. <laughs> Are there three? Oh, that's right. Well, there's mm. Liam. Liam. Chris, and of Chris. course. Oh, I messed up. Liam is Miley's fiance. Not oh, Chris. see, that's where I was confused. Yeah. That's my how mistake. you confused yeah. me. Now, speaking of uh, husbands and wives and everything, so mm-hmm. there is some debate because, you know, you live so long ago and so little record survives. There's a little bit of debate about what your husband's name was because in some stories it said that you're married to a man named Kirkilas of Andros. Mm-hmm. And before you answer... Uh, other people say that that's a joke because it basically translates to dick man oh, or right. dick all caught from the Isle of Man. Like those are the two <laughs> basic translations. Okay. And so I have to ask, is that, you know, dick were you man. literally married to a, a, a guy named Dick Man or was that like a, t- Mr. Edison, if you would please just grow up. Like, you know, we're, we're, Imagine trying, that. we're trying to have a, I, no, I understand <laughs> it's, it's hysterical, yeah. but right. you know. I'm asking, I'm asking a very sincere question of, of right. Sappho and I here, appreciate you know? it. I appreciate course, the yeah. sincerity. No, his name was Tito. His name was Tito. Yes. Okay. And uh, yeah, not. Do you remember what his, his last name was? Robulus. Tito Robulus. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. You know, Robulus means oak trees. Okay. Yeah, it's oh. really quite strong and beautiful. Do you think that maybe there's a there there we we could we could map the the. The dick uh, man. The dick man from Robles being oak tree, and then obviously oak trees are tall, proud, strong. Could be, could be phallic symbols. Maybe that's where. Well, not all dicks are created equal, Jared. That so is also true. So not all uh, dicks equal oak trees. If you want to and... map, if you want to map the dick man, why don't you just let me give you directions to Philip Sousa's house? Oh my good! Wow. <laughs> that guy sucks. Wow. He ruined my birthday party. How, how did he ruin your birthday party? Uh, I was supposed to have a cake. Mm-hmm. And instead, it was one of those big drums a marching band person uh, carries around. So I bit into a drum. Oh my god! But you... if you think about it, it really looks like a cake. It does look like a cake. I mean, <laughs> especially the big ones on their stomach. You could easily disguise uh, various drums to look like cakes. And then he popped out of it. And then he jumped out of that. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! Was that a, a happy surprise? Like, were you friends at that point, or was it like? Um... No, he bit me. <laughs> he he, he bit said, you. you bite my drum, I bite you. Oh my god! Yeah. That sounds. Uh, I mean, so you I invented know. the gun. So he. <gasps> Um, okay, well, and I have to ask you about that later uh, because we'll it put a pin in it. doesn't seem, I mean, that's not... Uh, Still got to figure out who that third Hemsworth is. <laughs> okay, so going, going back to you, Mr. Edison. Uh, yeah. So in your youth, you had a few jobs that uh-huh. dealt peripherally <laughs> with machines and early technology. Is that where your obsession with engineering and inventions came from? Or was there some incident from your early life that sparked that passion in you? 
think one of the really uh, cool things about the past that we sort of lost today is uh, kids could work. And they can't do that anymore. And Wait, I think I'm sorry, like, are you arguing in favor uh, against child labor laws, Thomas yeah, Edison? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. I think it's uh, one of my fondest memories was going in as a kid and getting a, a pull a big lever and mm-hmm. watch a giant metal beam fall on uh, my dad. Fall onto your yeah, dad. Yeah, I crushed my pops. And I, it was just cool to be able to go in every day. And I made uh, I made train tracks. And um, oh. it kind of makes your brain go. Kids love building blocks and mm-hmm. doing Lincoln logs, <laughs> named he, after my friend Abraham Lincoln, but it, tallest man to ever live. And uh, I'm sorry, I just huh? just looking back, don't you or aren't you surprised that you you never hurt yourself working with heavy machinery as a child? Like, don't you think that there's value in protecting our children <gasps> from maybe losing a limb? Like or a Johnny finger? Cash's brother in like that Johnny, Johnny Cash Johnny Cash's movie. brother, like yeah, absolutely. What Tim Cash? I don't know if his name was Tim Cash, but his brother died at a young age because oh, yeah. of an, I think... Yeah, a, a, a table saw. Table saw accident, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you know, I just kind of like a thinning of the herd. Mm-hmm. And oh. it, it's cool. It's bad. Here's how it was. If you're a kid living mm-hmm. in my age, the era I came from... Okay. Uh, it's... Which we can just say is like, you know, the, the, the you know, 1800s, you yeah, know. Yeah, 1800s, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> it was like yesterday. Yeah. As it's... Not cool to die. All right. That makes you one of the unpopular kids if you get killed. It's not cool to be healthy and, like, a fanciful kid because then you got no grit. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to have, like, one big scar or, like, oh. miss a finger. I thought you were going to say one big boob. It's, <laughs> I really okay, did. Okay, Sappos. <laughs> You got one thing on the mind. If you're uh, you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are Greek poet from 600 B.C. Sappho and the inventor and businessman behind the phonograph and the motion picture camera, Thomas Edison. And we were just just talking to to Mr. Edison about his first... Uh, spark to to start inventing to to start working with machines and engineering and can you can you think of a specific moment in your childhood or later on in your life where you thought uh, tinkering and making things was what you were going to devote the rest of your life towards? Yeah, well, I mentioned before. Uh... One of the main reasons I make inventions is to have something to talk about at parties. Yes, yes, you, um, did, you did talk about that earlier. But I think one of probably a first way, I had a crush on this woman named Suzanne Ann. Suz- and, I'm sorry, her um, name was Suzanne Ann? Suzanne Ann. Uh-huh. Suzanne Ann. Uh-huh. Hmm. And uh, we were at a party, and I was trying to get her attention, and my uh, rival, Susa, uh, <laughs> chugged a beer super fast. Now, we were about 14, and back okay. then, beer was, like, better than water. And I was well, thinking, yeah, because it was, um, it you know, it was it was more pure. Like and you it's could sterile. never, you, yeah, well, not sterile. Well, it <laughs> was back right then. Word. If it's, you boiled it, yeah, well, yeah, you would need to boil water to get all the um, all, all the uh, bacteria and stuff out. But beer already had all that bacteria and stuff out, and so people drank beer instead. I drank hot boiled beer. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so Susan would go in now. He chugged this beer, and I was like, I gotta keep up. I gotta get Suzanne mm-hmm. Ann. Uh, look at me. So I went home and I invented a hat that had a flagon on either side mm. and little tubes that went down to my mouth so I could drink double beers. Interesting. So and, and that was what's so at the moment I was like, hey, I can make a life out of this. Yeah. So you, so not it wasn't working for uh, Western Union no. or on the Telegraph or working uh, with your father. That I love Western Union. It's inspired. so it's just like. <laughs> 
I just want to take a second to say, like, thank you, Western Union, because you just make it so easy when I want to, like, help my family out. Like, send money to people and stuff like that? Well, we should should mention that they're not one of our sponsors or anything. But, you know, you never know. This is just you, Sappho, saying that you like sending money to your friends from Western Union. Yes, I have so many friends, you know, Mm. Mexico, only two people I know in Berlin (laughs) right now, but, like, mostly in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Western Union is just so, also one time I was like on a trip with my choir. Okay. I was in. Oh, a choir. I didn't know that you Sappho in high were, school, were in yeah. a choir in high school. Oh. Interesting. Okay. It was a children's choir, and, and then mm-hmm. we went to Hawaii, and I real I was trying to buy a puka shell necklace for this boy I had a crush on <laughs> named Brian. I was trying Sick. to buy, and um, I didn't have any money, so I texted my mom, and then she. Thank God for her. I'm sorry. When you say texted, what you mean is you carved a message into a rock and then gave it to yeah, somebody to give I, to your mom, no, right? I just hoped. I hoped it got to her. And just, yeah. and just hoped and prayed that it got yes, to her. Yes, and yeah. then, you know, after that, uh, next, you know, I waited a little bit and then I got some money. And mm-hmm. then I was able to buy the puka shells, thank goodness, for, mm. for Brian. Brian was this was this young man's yeah. name. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so, yeah. So, but just going back to Mr. Redding for just a second. Oh, okay. Um, so, just want to clarify that <laughs> the, the spirit of invention <laughs> that propelled you to international fame mm. and fortune mm-hmm. was just because you needed to figure out an invention that would get you to chug beer faster than your rival John Philip Sousa to impress a girl named Suzanne Ann when you were 14 years old. Is that correct? Yeah, I was at a social mixer. <laughs> uh, back then, when you were working in a factory, you'd go to little social mixers. Mm-hmm. Well, i meet the other <laughs> local kids. Mm. So, yeah, that was pretty much the thing that got me invented. And then, uh... Mainly after that, it was just how else could I impress people? Well, wow, I gotta stay on top of the on top of the game, and then people would say, "Oh, you're so smart! Yeah, you're a genius." I'm like, "Oh, it just makes sense to me." Anyway, Brian, what was his deal? <laughs> you know, I see it, it, we were just more like friends since like kindergarten. You buy your mm-hmm. friend, a and it was show. like I think like we were at that age where the hormones were crazy, and mm. so we sort of I think we really thought we had a crush on each other, but yeah. really we were just friends. I'm I'm really surprised by how interested you, Thomas Edison, are in the childhood romances of Sappho. I, I mean, like I'm getting the same. If I may say, I've been watching you, and I. <laughs> And I think that if I had to take a guess, you seem like behind closed doors, mm-hmm. you've tried on a bra. Oh. Which is totally fine. This is not a Katja kind of uh, interview. This isn't a sassy, this isn't like a sassy thing. We're not, we're not trying okay. to say this is a bad thing or anything. No, I think it's a great thing. And Do I, I get a rebuttal? <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, This yes. is open space. Safe I space. have tried on bras. I've tried mm. on pantyhose. I've tried on lacy panties. But only because I was inventing... <laughs> No, no whatever the reason, whatever the reason. And panties for men. Whatever see, the reason they, is great. They weren't something that you were, you know, experimenting with your own. They make me feel pretty. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. So, oh, so it wasn't just for inventing. It was also because of a way that it made you feel. I'm inside. naturally very hairy. Oh, interesting. And uh, uh, there's a certain masculinity to that. But of course, I have a feminine side. I love poetry, oh, particularly yeah. the poems of Sappho. I like the music of Miley Cyrus. I like to rank the Hemsworths. Listen, listen, something sexu- we have not done yet here. And then it is sometimes a uh, to push the boundaries of gender. That makes you feel sexy. I mean, personally, like I've always felt like I'm both mm-hmm. man and woman. At the same time, existing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, simultaneously. Well, that is duality. Well, yes. definitely, we should we should talk a little bit more about that. Um, so, you were an ex- extremely prolific writer, mm-hmm. uh, and records suggest that you wrote around ten thousand lines of poetry 
Uh, but there's some debate over exactly why you wrote poetry, if it was educational or meant to be performed. Some people say, some scholars believe, that you were part of a collective of female writers who would perform work for each other. Can you shed any light onto that on what the utility of your poetry writing was, Sappho. Yes, it was mostly for, yeah, it was like a lady club. Lady club. And we would, like, get together. Um, We started mostly in, like, church basements. Okay. But we would would lie and say we were going down there to do something else. We were going to, like, knit to do something stupid like that. Oh, so this was, like, something that you were, you were pulling a fast one on. Who, Who would have told you to stop writing poetry? Um, all the priests. All the priests. Was it was it frowned upon for women to priests sub- uh, yeah. subjugating women? I know. So Big surprise. Oh, you're not being very subtle here, Mr. Edison. I just you know, I, it, it's your your bias is is showing through here. Sorry, send, I'm progressive. Send your local <laughs> priests a cease and desist because it's all fake. What all <laughs> all religion is fake? <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I personally, you know, that 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 jibes with my personal philosophy. I'm not really a a religious person, right. but it might be a little offensive to say these things oh, I mean listen to each their own but like you mm-hmm. know yeah if, if I had to say like a definitive you, you got to pick a side at some point and okay like, I've picked a side anyway we would go downstairs in the church basements we would say we were we were doing like knitting or we were gonna have like a game night because you know we wanted to keep it a little private at first mm-hmm. it's just like Bill Murray always says you got to have something that's for yourself mm-hmm. not everything you do should be like for a consumer yeah and so we would get together and realize as ladies we were actually quite good at poetry but we were afraid, a little bit nervous if people found out how good we were, that they were going to, like, make us sell it, make us perform it. Mm. So we wanted to keep Nothing's it Nothing's worse than performing poetry. <laughs> <laughs> well, not it's important. Like, it's Bill true. Murray's a tap dancer, but did you know that? Because no. he believes that, like, you've got to keep something for yourself. So that this is tap dancing to Bill Murray... Uh, it was supposed mm. to be poetry to mm. Sappho, but then it became, it got out. And, and that Sappho was, and then the poetry became the main thing that Sappho yeah, was. Yeah, and then it became my, it kind of swallowed me whole a little bit. Mm. Well, what were you doing before the poetry that the poetry then took over? I was doing a lot of, just for fun, a lot of gardening. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a little boring tidbit, but true. No, no. That's... I was bowling. You were bowling? Yes. We, Interesting. Uh, but what was bowling like back then? Is it is it the same bowling that we know of today? You would line up um, clamshells, okay, and then you would take just like a leather ball and just sort of like smack it at the clamshell. Smack it's it very the... similar to a bit that happened on David Letterman about fifteen years ago with a little boy named Jesse. I'm sure from California. He did like a whole thing on Forty Second Street where he like bowled fish tanks full of light bulbs. Actually, mm. totally mm. true. So we did something like that. He actually bowled and hit a bunch of different types of things. So it was a lot like that bit on Letterman. Interesting. Well, I'm sure that's a reference that everybody's going to get. Oh. So uh, going back to you, Mr. <laughs> Edison. So the first invention that gained any sort of a claim for you was the phonograph, which we already talked about. You said you originally were going to call the iPod, which I find very uh, mm. uh, incredible. Uh but what you know, the photograph—it was so new that according to Wikipedia, people lost their minds, and they called you the Wizard of Menlo Park because you could record <laughs> sound and then and then play it back. But they didn't actually think that you were like a real wizard. That's right? not why they called me that. Why do they really call you the? For many years, I wore a big pointy hat. That, that's why they called you the Wizard of Menlo Park. Yeah, and because I uh, I made a I made a little turtle disappear. Well, I didn't make him disappear. <gasps> This was another party trick, because, again, I don't know what to talk about when I'm at these parties. <laughs> what am I going to say? Oh, good to see you. Hey, how's the factory going? I don't know what to say. So I brought a little turtle, and I'd tap his sh- uh, shell, and his head would poke in, and I'd say, I made his head disappear. Oh, and people would go, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I did it. I can't believe he made the turtle's head disappear. 
Did you did you have like? Is that what a, people sounded like in New Jersey back then? Yeah, Jersey has. Uh, I I would say the original island of Lesbos. Uh, neither an island. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I think people still there were uh, holding on to uh, the queen in a lot of ways, and it was mm. cool to be like the queen. And um, they called me the Wizard of Menlo Park, and I I took it as a sign to start my own religion. Wait, so you started your own religion because people well, were calling you... it was a cult. You, to be was, fair, it was okay. a cult. All right, wait, so we'll call it a cult. Yeah, call it a cult. Yeah, that's so, what it is. So you were... I like you, Jerry. I just want to be clear about something. So yeah. you're saying that they called you the Wizard of Menlo Park not because you invented something that could play back sound, but because you wore a pointy hat and did tricks, uh-huh. and then also you then used that to start your own cult? Is that correct? Yeah, so I, I wanted power over people, and at this point, Suzanne Ann was... Uh, Married to John Philip Sousa, oh. and they, yeah, uh, I mean, that's what that I is. said. I said, oh, and they had an estate. I believe mm-hmm. it was a plantation, but um, I'm just trying to spread rumors. <laughs> and um, and so I was like, man, I'm I feel like crud. So I gotta find some way to be to make myself feel better. And I found the way to do that was through manipulating others, okay, taking the- advantage of them, and getting their the getting the love from them that I I couldn't give myself. You know, a lot of people say manipulation is actually survival. Would you agree? Hmm, interesting. That's, it seems like very new agey, wow. uh, uh, so, uh, what do you call it, um, psychology there. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, I just know whenever I would play board games with my dad, mm-hmm. he would always say, it's not cheating, it's survival. Ooh, that is And he always throat. cheated and he always won. I guess maybe I've done some things I'm not proud of, but I was just protecting myself because there was no one to protect them because my dad... Wasn't there for me because I dropped a big steel beam on him when I was a kid. Uh, Thomas Edison seems like you're really having a, an emotional Mine. breakthrough right here. I gotta invent something real quick, just a second. Oh no, yeah, please, you know, take take your time and. Uh, oh wait, can, do you mind if I just take a look at that uh, that note that you have there? Yeah, just one second. It looks a little bit like a like a teleporter. Uh, Is that? I wrote down tear bucket. <laughs> but you know what? Teleporter. I'm gonna write down teleporter. All right. Well, uh, that's good. We've got to. What would that be? We've got to take a short break. We'll be right back with uh, Thomas Edison and Sappho. Stay with us. Stay. I'm not wearing underwear. Famous Famous Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to this show. Uh, If you're so inclined, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. You could tell us how much you love us or hate us. I love constructive criticism. Uh, That stuff helps us out a ton. Tell your friends about us. Get your friends to listen to Famous Dead People. I would really appreciate that. And uh, hit us up at FamousDeadPeopleShow at gmail.com if you want to shout some criticism into my electronic face or if you want to hear a specific Famous Dead person on this show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear that you're listening. I want some feedback, damn it. Uh, so yeah, lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money to help keep us on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Famous Dead People and click on the support this show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are uh, archaic Greek poet from 600 B.C. Isle of Lesbos, Sappho, 
and mm-hmm. American inventor and businessman Thomas Edison. Hey, and uh, Thomas Edison was able to thankfully work through some of the issues that he had brought up about his his father and his and his past during the during the break. So th- so we can start asking a little bit more questions about the engineering now, if that's if it's uh, okay with both of you. Um, oh yeah. So my question is, so you know, you you said that you invented this, um, you know, this, this phonograph to play back the music as a way to. Have something to talk about at parties and yeah, to you know, drown out John Philip Sousa's and to dr- gosh dang tubas. Just drown out John Philip Sousa, who who you bizarrely had a rivalry with, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around with. Um, but what did you think that people were going to use the phonograph for mainly? Like, what did you think people were going to need to do to record sound? Was it like for dictation? Was it for uh, for for what would you know we, we would know to be his music like is that uh... or if they were working out a character or, or, know, they... <laughs> or like yeah just sort of working on something like that yeah what did you imagine people using the phonograph for yeah I would say there wasn't a lot of character based comedy uh, in my scene it was oh. more like short form stuff <laughs> which was fun uh, but not as not as good to be recorded. Uh, I think a, a lot of people were leaving uh, wills and testaments <laughs> for their children to mm. listen to. So you'd record your voice. And uh, I'd say that's why it started was people were like, oh, I got to record something for, for, my, for future generations and for my kids to hear. But what would happen is they'd play it back and they'd say, that's what I sound like? What the heck? <laughs> Oh, I thought I sounded cool and silky. Wait, so these people who... I never did that. These people who were, like, recording their own will and testament would then listen to it and then would be weirded out by how they sounded? Is that correct? Yeah, I actually brought one if you want to hear it. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. So this is the the will and testament of somebody from the 1800s who you recorded, you know, just so that they would have their will uh, in posterity. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, play it whenever you're ready. Hello. My name is Morgan Morgenstern. Oh my god, this is incredibly clear. I am 53 years old, and I leave behind me a wife named Bella, and three children named Frank, Fratiford, and Fradley. Would you mind turning it off? I'm I'm so sorry, but... uh, What's up? It it was... I just cannot believe how crystal clear that phonograph still is. When did you record that? It was a lossless flack. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Lossless. A lossless, it was lossless flack. What's what is lossless flack? That's going uh, on in my head. Any audio engineers listening <laughs> will get it. It's like a compression. It's like almost no compression. Um, anyway, that's what I converted it to now because I got a buddy who works at um, uh, what's it called? Uh, one of those J and R. One of those like places where you shack. can transfer yeah, exactly. your old phonographs to digital. What I recorded on at the time was actually, you know how when you cut a tree in half, there are all those rings? Oh yeah, of course. That's how you know how old it is. Yeah, that's what I recorded yeah. it onto. Oh, so you would like chop a tree in half and then you would record the audio on a tree trunk? Uh huh. Already and, and has it was, little grooves. And it was that clear, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was that. It was like you were unsure for a second. Yeah, well, I'm trying to remember if I did another one of my wizard tricks. No, mm. no, this one's true. That is yeah. incredible. Well, I mean, I'm a freaking genius. <laughs> understood. So uh, going back to Sappho for just a moment. So one of the reasons why we uh, associate the name Sappho with things like uh, like Sapphire. sex and and ro- no, not sapphires actually, with a uh, with a uh, sex and uh, and romance is uh, because because the. Some of the, a lot of the poems that we have found. I'm they, in shock that I was corrected about my own name. <laughs> I well, can no, barely I, breathe. It's not, it's not about, um, you know, the way that you see your name, but about how history has viewed your name. And that might be, not be something that you're as aware of, you know. Had no, um, this entire time I thought Sapphire was 
Sappho. I'm sure there's a connection there. Here, have a glass of boiled water. (laughs) Thank you so much. Anyway, go on. Sorry. So, I mean, I'm sure that maybe sapphires were somehow related, and there's there's probably a connection there. Uh, but what I and I think may, may, many people think uh-huh. of when they when they hear sapphic poetry, oh, okay. they would yeah, think yeah, of yeah. sex and romance and right, love and totally. things like that. Um, but uh, according to some historical records, it seems like you that 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 was not the majority of what you wrote. That you also wrote histories and edu- educational poems. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. I think that people get really obsessed with sex and they get really excited about sex. Oh, sex sells is what they say. I know they do say. And so, and, and so I think that once, if a lady especially says like, you know, oh, hey, like I'm having sex, then immediately they're like, her whole thing is. I have to pause you for a second. Mr. Edison, what you are doing is extremely inappropriate. I've learned how to block it out. It's totally fine. really inappropriate. Sorry, I thought you couldn't hear me. I'm I'm lying down on the ground. (laughs) I guess not. Sorry, I'm just like, I'm not I, used to this. I don't know if you remember, but we put the microphone right by your face. Oh, because yeah, Because you wanted yeah. to lie down I and forgot. feel more comfortable. I didn't see Sappho's ankle. She said the word sex. I'm freaking out of my gourd just, over you, here. Just think about how uncomfortable you're possibly making Sappho. You're right. With it. Uh, I've got to be in a sexist jerk. I'm sorry. Let me remove uh, my panting. I am not wearing underwear. That should not affect... This session. Yes, okay. So if you, if you that reminded me, actually, of okay. a time when my mother, mm-hmm. poor thing, she got in a carpool to cross the Golden Gate Bridge to go to work. Okay, well, we... And... So let's <laughs> take a take a beat here because there's a lot of things that you're saying that are... She's a poet. She uses metaphor. Okay. Oh, oh that makes sense. And the sense. guy driving the car mm-hmm. turned... He was like, do you mind if we listen to some music? And she was like, no, not at all. And he turned up like a dirty tape. It was like a tape of like a book. Okay, like a, like a romance novel tape, and so all, so you and your mother. Well, she warned me. She was like, "Be careful!" Like it was like a panting. People were like panting and talking about like sexual things in the in the tape, and mm. and that guy did it on purpose to try to. It, it's bad if you're out there. I'm st- I'm coming for you. Oh. All right. Guy. Okay, so <laughs> let's, not, let's get too too far I'm off totally the rails t- here. Want to hear my favorite song? <laughs> you, I'm sorry, your favorite song? Sucking on my titties like Thomas you Edison. Me, Thomas Edison, me please. I, I gotta ask you to please reel it in, Thomas Edison. You're making Sappho. I'm very uncomfortable. I can only assume it's, fr- it's by Peaches. I, I understand. What were you saying about my name? Well, Sappho. Yeah. That it's it's associated with sex and love right. and romance. Yes, yes. But then I know, also wrote about educationals and history. Absolutely. I mean, I think again, it goes back to like. You know, the minute a lady, especially then in those mm-hmm. early days, my early, says that they are having sex or, or they are very sex positive, mm-hmm. it sort of becomes like your label. Yeah. And that's totally unfair. It's very unfair. Yeah. yeah. But no, absolutely. I wrote about education. I wrote about history. I also, I did a lot of like um, how to build decks and patio <laughs> furniture with my, yeah, I'm actually really into. I'm sorry. So there were Sappho poems yes. that were. Instructionals on how to build decks. Is yes, that correct? How to build a deck and how to build patio furniture. And I was really into that early on. You know, like there's just so many different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it just it really opens up a space to entertaining, mm-hmm. especially in the summer. And then like staining, there's all those different things you can stain a deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes on and on. I had endless inspiration. Oh wow, that is incredible. I mean, it's such a shame that we lost so much of your work. Like I'm oh. sure that. That oh, that no. deck building poem was beautiful. Poems. Oh, there were ma- there were, there were volumes. Poems. There were volumes oh, that about. Great. Would they... you mind? I'm, I'm I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but could you just uh, um, give us the the, uh, the the wonderful gift 
of a few lines of poetry from one of your poems about yeah. how to build the deck I would love by to. Sappho. So this is a, an original Sappho poem about how to build the deck. So yeah, here it goes. All right. First, you go to Home Depot, and then you don't ask for help because you must believe you can do it yourself. <laughs> you go all the way to the last aisle that says lumber slash restrooms. They are in the same aisle. And then... Well, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes on and on and on, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you get the you get What is an that, idea. a Sestina? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, There's very a really good. interesting rhyme scheme to Thank that. You. Like, it yeah. was very subtle. Hey, do you, you just, just want to hear a flow. joke? A uh, joke, Mr. Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Uh, why do people with uh, bad lower backs always go to Home Depot? Why do people with bad lower backs always go to Home Depot? Oh, because Depot? they're sad. <laughs> they have nowhere else, where else to go. They're looking for a creative project. Oh, oh, this is not... Um... I was going to say, because they have such good lumbar support. Oh! Lumbar yeah, I think support. maybe because they're sad. <laughs> yeah, that's probably oh, more accurate. Both, they're, well, they're both not great jokes, I, you know, but at least at least <laughs> okay. yours makes sense, Mr. Edison, as a I joke. I didn't know you could bring high horses into the studio. All right. <laughs> uh, listen, we're all friends here, Mr. Edison. Um, I'd like to ask you another question, if I may. So your next great invention after the photograph was to develop the industrial... I'm sorry, what was that? Massage chair. A I massage thought. chair? I could have sworn Thomas Edison. Can you confirm oh, this, yeah. Mr. Edison? Because Sappho is saying that oh, yeah. your next big invention after the phonograph was a massage chair. Oh. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I missed that in the in the Wikipedia completely. That is incredible. It took me a really long time to make it. Uh, and it's actually kind of genius. Basically, what it was was a rocking chair okay. and then a wall with bumps on it. And the rocking chair had a bunch of holes in the back. So when you rock back, bam, your back's up against a bunch of bumps. A bunch of bumps. Yeah, it really gets the knots out. It would almost just sort of like the, I'm I'm guessing that the the bumps just kind of like push against, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of pushing against it. Interesting. It was I basically, uh, I didn't have anyone in my life to rub my shoulders or massage my lower back. Well, that's a... Uh, woman I loved. Suzanne Ann, I don't know if I mentioned her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got married to my enemy and then died Don't at Don't a young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she died at a young age. Um, well, you were married twice. I never really got over her. You were married twice to two other two yeah, separate women. That was a formality. <laughs> yeah, that was really just one of those things you do. So you but just it didn't got, have to do with love. But you were in love with this woman named Suzanne Ann, who was married to John Philip Sousa. Uh, and that was the, this eternal torch that you carried throughout the ent- your entire life? Every invention I made was an attempt to create a machine to bring her back from oh the dead. Oh, my God. And to this day, I am still working oh, on that. Oh, just like oh in Casper, God. what Bill Pullman does in Casper. Just like When he's trying to bring Casper. back Christina Ricci's mom. I never, I never saw Casper, so That's I don't his, know. Oh, you yes. got basically <laughs> He has a labyrinth oh. downstairs, sorry to spoil it. And downstairs, and he has a he has a, a machine that's supposed to bring back his dead wife. Oh my goodness! And he's also got a son, Casper, the guy, the titular Casper. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not his. It's a different guy who died there. He was a kid, and all he wanted to do was go outside and play. And I, th- I mean, I, it's, it's been years since I've seen this. Yeah. And he wasn't allowed. His dad wouldn't let him out. And then his dad got him like a nice sled or something and let him play outdoors. That's right. And he One died day, in the cold. He, he went outside and he caught. Sick oh and Oh, my God. This movie sounds really dark. But this then he comes back one movie? night. He's dead right. in Sawa. 
That's Devin Sawa. You may have seen him in Nikita, the reboot on the CW. Okay. What a beautiful name, Devin, Devin Sawa. Sawa. Really cute guy. Oh, yeah. He was also in Wild America with Jonathan Taylor we, we, Thomas. We, maybe we should get back on, back on track here. So, hey, talk about what you know. You know, we were discussing your next great uh, invention after yeah. the phonograph, which we've discovered was the massage chair, which, yeah. which nobody has, has heard about. This is incredible. Well, I didn't publish all of my ideas. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe maybe keep things for yourself the way yeah, that Bill exactly. Murray tap dances. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not like Steve Martin with his banjo. We get it. You love bluegrass. <laughs> oh, enough already. Yeah, we don't want to hear you play. Enough, Maybe be like please. Bill Murray and do it in your spare time. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is uh, Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are American inventor, businessman, and pioneer of industry, Thomas Edison, also famous rival of John Philip Sousa, which uh, I, I read nowhere. Hate the guy. And uh, an archaic Greek poet from the island of Lesbos, Sappho. Yeah, and woodworker. And she's also a woodworker. She And, you know, she her stuff was not just about romance and sex. There was a lot of other things, you know, get your head out of the gutter, you pervs. Um, so yeah. go, going back to you, uh, Sappho, for just a moment. So there is a um, uh, little biographical information that we have on you suggests that you spent most of your life on the Isle of Lesbos, uh, mm-hmm. but that you had to flee to Sicily at some point because of conflicts with the, the political elite. Can you expand on that exactly for like what happened to make you leave Lesbos for Sicily? Well, basically, yeah, they were like, um, <clears throat> they wanted to, uh, I had these shoes that I got at a skate shop and they said, fuck it on them. They were, they were by Huff. Well, we know, you know, the... the That's the, dope. Were the, they soaps? The, the skateboard company, fuck it, was spelled F-U-C-T, if I remember correctly. You're Is thinking correct? of the brand fuck that's spelled, you, oh, you're totally right. Yeah. I'm talking about a wonderful brand, <laughs> incredibly comfy shoes, mm. got spelled Huff, H-U-F. Mm-hmm. And I actually have, so I had the shoes, they said they were white, they were really cute, they kind of looked like kits. Mm-hmm. So it was like deceptive, but when you got close, in a repeated pattern, it said fuck it in the patriotic colors mm. of, of where I was. Gotcha. And so, so this is, I'm sorry, I just want to clarify that this is a shoe company that existed in 600 BC. In 600 BC. In and Greece. It, and yes. it was in the colors of the Gre- the Grecian colors. And so it, it said, fuck it. And so the idea was saying like, fuck, you know, the political uh, oh. administration at the time. They got okay. very, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, there's such a beautiful space here. I just wanted to throw that out there. I love it here. Yeah, <laughs> high um, but basically, basically, they saw that and they were like, excuse me, Sefo, you cannot wear those anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't wear those anymore. What? They make me extremely uncomfortable, especially on Easter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's crazy. You can't tell me what to do. I'm out of here. And so I went to oh Sicily. I'd absolutely had it with being told how to dress, mm. how to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I just felt... Everybody probably wanted you to have a Greek accent. Totally. I know. <laughs> and also, they were really upset. Set, you know, that I was like, I think also a threat to their women, to their like, because I was interested in ladies, I was interested in men, and they were threatened by, people always threatened by what they don't know. I'm not yeah. saying anything different. Anyway, so I went to Sicily where I could wear, wear my shoes, be myself. No one was going to tell me what to do. Mm. Oh, wow. So you found freedom to be who you were and wear whatever you wanted yeah. uh, in Sicily. I mean, give me a break if you're going to have a problem with those shoes that mm-hmm. say fuck it on them. Wow. You know who you are. Wow. And I had I had no idea that. So, so we think of the Isle of Lesbos as being like this... Amazonian lesbian Eden, but you're saying that it was actually very restrictive. I think you, you think of it as that. No. <laughs> no. Why are you drooling, Jared? Oh, well, that's just a medical condition. 
that no, I no, have, no, no, no. But know, I know like, what you mean. I was, but I, yeah. I also think because of Wonder Woman, everybody's mm-hmm. got that on the brain. Yeah, that but is weren't true. those outfits just divine? They were really beautiful. I it was would a magical love to movie. Have that. Hey, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. So. Well, someone dies. <laughs> And it's really upsetting. I actually, I went, anyway, I went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. came back, this person had died. Well, you, that is a terrible time to go to the bathroom. Well, I did, I was not about to get a UTI. Interesting. Yeah, well, we, we, should de- <laughs> we should definitely move on. So going back to you, Mr. Edison. So uh, electric lights seem to be a real obsession with you. Like you really wanted to design a long lasting light bulb that was cheap. So cheap that, quote, only the rich would still burn candles. And I'm wondering, what was it about electricity and creating an accessible light bulb yeah, that was yeah. that was such a fascination for you? I was trying to bring back Suzanne Ann from the dead. Oh, so this was just... And I had her corpse in my living room. And oh, what I was trying to do oh, was get enough really electricity dark. that I could uh, shock it through her body and just sort of jolt her back to life and say, <laughs> Suzanne Ann, I love you. Stop kissing that tuba lover and come live with me. I'll invent us a mansion in the sky. Uh, and in the process, uh, some I needed to trap some of the electricity. Mm-hmm, so I had okay. these little glass balls that I used to keep fish in. I'd sell them at fairs. <laughs> and uh, cheaper than plastic at the day because plastic famously did not exist. And so uh, I, I emptied all the fish out. I put some filament in there, uh, mm-hmm. which was what I would call floss. And then uh, sent a little electricity into it. And what do you know? It lit everything up. This and is, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're shocked, right? I have, I'm extremely A lot of shocked. the things I'm saying are very unusual. The thing is, so every everything that we have in the history, it seems like you were intentionally trying to make a cheaper, better light bulb for the common man. And you're just and you're sitting here telling me that it was actually a side effect of trying to bring your dead crush back to life. Is that correct? Am I understanding you? It was a happy accident. <laughs> You know, like sometimes you're going for one thing and you get another. You know, you're, you're trying mm-hmm. to invent, uh, oh, gosh, I wish I had an example. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like uh, you're trying to invent a fig that'll last forever and you end up inventing fig pudding. Interesting. Okay, it's not what you wanted. I could definitely see that. But, I mean, like how did you feel then? Yeah. You know, you have this invention that okay. revolutionizes, you know, the way that, that sure. people can walk down the street in cities at night and, you know, people people can read at home without having to worry yeah. about burning candles. Like, you, you change the fabric of society. I did hated you, it. You, you hated here's what the, the deal. I'd walk down the street and it would all be lit up and I'd see all these faces of strangers going by and every face I saw held not the countenance of my dead love. Suzanne <laughs> Ann, she walked a different street. She was in the streets of Hades, holding on to the um, hand of some devil. While I was here on earth, treading along the side narrows uh, in fully lit you know, fully lit ways I'm and roads, seeing nothing but to, my failures. I have to ask you. Thomas, I am a male feminist. Maybe, maybe there's something you can help me with, um, okay. Jared. If you don't mind. No, no, me, of course. Um, Thomas, outside my apartment, they just installed these new. They took away these really nice, like tungsten lights that used to light the street, yeah. and now it's just full blown, oh, like fluorescence? fluorescent, like oh. LED, like white light, and hmm. the birds are up all night and make it super loud for, for oh, me. That's terrible. What a shame. Anyway, I mean, that's honestly, I don't know whether to blame you. You want me to come over and throw rocks at it? Is that what you're asking me? I can knock those suckers out in a minute. I got a right arm like. What exactly did you hope Thomas Edison would help you You accomplish yourself? Now that it's left my mouth, I have no idea. I mean, I got light bulbs with me right now if you want. I got a black light that'll uh, this is just this poster on the wall that says Jarrett's pad. It'll make that glow all kind of crazy colors. If you'll forgive me for the pun, this has been a very illuminating. Interview. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jerry, when is your birthday? Uh, March twenty second. 
Why? I'm an Aries. If that's if that means anything. Oh, when is yours, Thomas? <laughs> well, uh, I'd say my birthday is July eighth. You would say your birthday is July eighth. Do you I need don't to keep believe in dates. Some... All right, that's fair. The only date I hold dear is the... January twenty third, the day that Suzanne Ann perished in a train accident that I was driving. Do we, I'm sorry, you, huh? you were driving. <laughs> what the did train? you say? <laughs> You, you can't drive a train. It's on tracks. That's you what idiot. you said. You said that you were driving the train that killed the woman that you loved. No, um, I was simply behind the engine. Did you intentionally pressing the button that said go? Did you intentionally drive this train over your lover because of you? Of course not. She was working with John Philip Sousa. I was aiming for him. Oh my God! It's so heartbreaking. What a tragic story. When you are behind killing something you love, but it's an accident. It's this, so it sounds one of the worst things. Honestly, it sounds like a Sappho poem. If I'm being completely yeah. frank. I it's as bad wrote... as when you stain your deck and it doesn't <laughs> And it hold. doesn't hold. Oh. I know. Or, or, or you do it wrong. Yeah. Or you do it with your friends and then yeah. your friends get too, a li- too excited and they do it wrong and then it yeah. leaves it spotty. I totally Sappho, you walk around think... with orange fingers all day. Sappho, oh. do you think that you w- could write a poem about this tragic tale of Thomas Edison accidentally killing the woman he loved because he was trying oh. to kill his rival with a train? Is that is that something that you wouldn't mind doing for us tonight? I would love to do it. Yes, I would love to. Oh, please. Uh, okay. You know, whenever you're ready. Okay. Thomas Edison's train murder reminds me exactly of when my dad had back surgery and he had his discs fused and then he was using a cane but tripped while he was holding one of our lovebirds and as he tripped he squeezed the lovebird and the lovebird died and then he didn't tell me about it till years later. Hello Sandy, thank you for coming over. I just got to say that is... That was... You know, I'm realizing now I'm holding on to the past, and we're supposed to be living in the present, and uh, I can't invent my way to happiness. I have to accept what it is. Accept what it is. Oh, that, my God. Yeah. You've Thank had so many you, emotional revelations in this Thank interview. You. Oh, my goodness gracious. That was beautiful, Sappho. Thank you I re- so It really much. was. It came from the heart. It really... It's all true. Mm-hmm. I also have to ask, how many of your poems did you thank your friend Sandy for coming over? It just seems excessive to do that more than once, you I know, think. Well, Towards the end, Sandy was just always there. Gotcha, Honestly, gotcha. became one of those friendships where, like, we really should have just lived together at that point. So mm. I would say about 98% of my poetry, I think, Sandy. Had, had, thank you for coming over, Sandy, at the end. <laughs> Hello, Sandy. Thank uh, you for is, coming over. It is such a shame that we that we don't have more of those saved. Um, <laughs> yeah, but your basement flooded, right? <laughs> yeah, my basement <laughs> flooded. It was totally before. I'm sorry, that's the reason why we don't have your poems, Sappho? That and I can't figure out Google Drive. <laughs> So I refuse to get involved in Google Drive. It says drag to upload, <laughs> drag where? I'm convinced it's like it, it, people are going to crack in there and steal my work. Scary. Mm, I can understand that. Well, I'd love to ask you just one more question, Sappho, about your work. Ready? Um, so the only complete poem that we have of yours is the Ode to <laughs> Aphrodite. Uh, and in that in that poem, you are asking Aphrodite to make a woman fall in love with you, and Aphrodite is saying, don't worry, she will. Yeah. And then yeah. it ends by you asking, just please help help this woman fall in love with me. Is that, That's a that's a, a correct uh, summary, is that right? Yes, I okay. agree. And I, was this at all autobiographical, or was this it all? It absolutely was. This was before I knew my own power and my prowess. Mm, okay. It was in my early days of being a lover and not, not having the confidence that, like, hello, of course they were going to flock to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to beg and pray. Um, but you know, early on, I had similar anxieties, Thomas, very early on, but I have to say Mm. I outgrew them as far as like going to parties and like being cool and all that. I was worried so that like the ladies weren't going to love me. And then I honestly, my really after like my first time in a cocktail bar, 
I learned, oh, I've got this, you know, mm. and then I just, uh, you either have it or you don't, you know, that sort of like. Uh, Moxie, Moxie's that spark. And I have it, Jarrett. I'm sorry to say. No, that's, you're not honestly, apologize I wish for I having... didn't. You wish, you wish that people weren't so magnetically drawn to you uh, as a person. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, it's a, a high-quality problem to have, I think, right? Can you, can you tell so. us what happened with you and the woman in this poem? Uh, see, I, I was going to try to keep it um, under wraps, but I'll go there. Thank you, Sappho. Thank you for revealing that to us. So her name was Angela. Angela. Yeah. And Angela, uh, basically, we did end up getting together. Mm-hmm. And nice. we were just about to sign a lease. Um, and then, wouldn't you know it, Angela chickened out. It turned out she was just going through a phase. And that she did, oh. She was feeling really nervous and pressure from the horrible government who had a problem with my fucking shoes. Of lesbos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, um, so she bailed, you know. Wow. And she was a little worried. You know, I can't blame her. I can't blame mm-hmm. her. So it didn't How work out. How long have you been together before you moved in? Two months. You know, See, that's too soon. That's you know, too soon. You know, right, Mr. Edison, right? joke. You what? Uh, what do you uh, What do you call two lesbians moving in together? What do you call? Oh, this, I'm sorry, Thomas Edison. Is this going to be appropriate for a this second date? Oh, oh boy, <laughs> it's not really that offensive. It's All just right. sort of well, Mr. Edison, saying that they <laughs> jumped to intimacy pretty quickly. I have one final question for you, Mr. Edison. Hey, I didn't write it. So if you I were wrote the lumbar one, <laughs> you, sorry, you wrote the Home Depot joke. Yeah, the lumbar joke. That was me on the spot. I don't know if you should tell people that. Yeah, it's not something that you should be proud of. I'm sponsored by Home Depot. So, Mr. Edison, I have one final question for you hey, today. You, you want to invent? Go to Home Depot. So That's me, Thomas. You, yeah, sorry, Jared. You have such an incredible, yeah, such an incredible history of you. Um, you know invention and innovation and things that yeah. have really changed the fabric of of our society. Thanks, um, no problem. What would you be focusing on today if you were still in the invention and engineering game? Like, yeah. Where would you be putting your talents? Yeah, I mean, I famously had to give up inventing because uh, the government decreed I was too powerful. And oh, wow. They, Didn't they, hear that story. Yeah, they said, um, they said well, one, you can't, you got to stop uh, having these dead bodies in your living room. And two, we just I'm don't so, want you. Was to be... there more than one dead body, or was it just the? I one? had a bunch of crushes. Just today, I focused oh, on Suzanne. Oh, I see. Okay. But I think today, if I was, and working... they're all dead for some reason. That's uh, a bizarre coincidence, I think. So I think today, if I was working on one field, it would probably be moving sidewalks. Moving sidewalks? Yeah. It's so fun when you get to go on them in the airport, but there's still a long way they can go. I think that you should be able to sit on the handrail that moves. Okay. If you want to sit. That is incredible. I think they should have them everywhere when you want. They should be wider so you can pass people and their kids. Can you fix this? And I think they should turn into stairs easily. Can you fix this problem? Sure. Last week I I really hope this is a problem. No, no, no. (laughs) It's real. Not the birds thing. It's not, it's not. I was actually at Forever 21 last week trying to shop for a wedding. Yeah. It was a wedding at a Thai restaurant in the Rockaway. So, you yeah, know, Forever 21. Yeah, of course you're going to go to Forever 21 in Claire's. Yeah. Mm. So I went to Forever 21 and, like, um, I touched the the rubbery handrail on the um, escalator. Yeah. And I got the worst shock, truthfully. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. it, it, yeah. it went right up my arm. Sure. Can you fix Thomas that? Thomas Edison, can you stop static electricity from becoming a thing? At Forever 21 in <laughs> Union Square. <laughs> or everywhere. Or everywhere. <laughs> I have some sad news for you. I already did. <gasps> oh, my God. Then, and how come there's still static electricity then? Because yeah. nobody wears my rubber suits. Oh, uh, you have to wear rubber suits. All you have to do is wear a rubber be... suit. That makes sense. They're that full makes body. Sense. They're unflattering and boxy. 
And they're expensive. They, they sound really warm, too. Like, they're really not an all-weather thing. Like these thing. Um, headphones that are going to give me ringworm on my ears. Ugh, I think the headphones are nice. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm feeling a little itchy. Well, maybe we should <laughs> if we should wrap things up with that bizarre... That's any headphones, that by the way, not just here. Bizarre anyway. OCD <laughs> moments from, uh, from Sappho here. I have ones. That's what I use when I uh, jog. Uh, that is all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, Sappho and welcome. Thomas Edison, for joining us in the studio Keep today. I do have one final question for you both. It, it might be a little bit weird. Gmail. But uh, I'd like to end every show by asking my guests if they have a oh. comedy show or a Twitter account that they want to plug. Like, I know it's weird, but Sappho, do you have anything you want to tell people about? I do. Um, check out the Rebecca Robles show. Um, don't be intimidated by the last name. It's Mexican. R-O-B-L-E-S. You can, you can make it work. Go check it out on YouTube. It's incredible. I suggest starting with the Halloween episode. The Halloween episode of the Rebecca Rebecca Robles shows on Ooh, YouTube. Spooky. Yes. And uh, Mr. Edison, anything you like to tell people about? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I like a, a, a podcast called uh, Literati. Literati. Uh, yeah, it's wherever you uh, you get your podcast. They also have a live show at Union Hall <gasps> and a new play called How to Write a Book at oh. the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. So if you like laughing and you like book jokes, uh, check it out. Check out the Literati <laughs> podcast and show. Um, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead people, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, Aww. and we'll see you next week. Bye. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous dead people.